The Circle. Produced by Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board. This is tribal sovereignty. It's our children's future. It's what our ancestors and our elders fought for. It's what we continue to fight for today. So that our people may live. This is The Circle brought to you by the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board. I am Ray Rowland, your Community Engagement Coordinator, along with Brandon Ekafee, our Communications Director. And once again, we are bringing you all the news, updates, and information from the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board and the Oyate Health Center. And as always, we want to hear from you. So if you have any information or topics that you want to hear on the show, please reach out to us anytime. Uh, you can hit us up through social media, Facebook, Instagram. Also give us a call here at 605 605- Seven two one one nine two two, and that's Monday through Friday, eight a.m. to four thirty p.m. Uh, a lot of things going on this week. Uh, what's the news as of right now, Brandon? Sounds like today, twelve three December third. It's the third day of negotiations between uh, the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board, Indian Health Service, um, Health Board, um, supported and backed by the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe, Oglala Sioux Tribe, and newly joined Rosebud Sioux Tribe in these negotiations. Um, yeah, it's kind of one of the final hurdles that need to be passed to move forward with um, a united tribal front at the Oyate Health Center. And I know it's been a long time coming, a lot of work. Signifies for the organization a whole lot more work in the next few months. But yeah, third day of negotiations. They should be wrapping up today. Um, by the time this airs, you know, contracts should be completely signed, sealed, and delivered, and looking forward to, to you know, getting some new employees, you know, getting some new patients at the Oyate Health Center, um, seeing what a united front of tribal governments, um, tribal organizations can do to improve health care in Rapid City. And you know how rumors go, so let's let's address it once again right out the box. Kind of tell us, you know, what what's happening um, are the – Second floor employees of IHS still going to have a job come the time when the switch comes. Absolutely. You know, it's, um, it's important that, you know, there's continuity, continuity. I think that's the word, you know, continuity, a seamless transition for patients. And, you know, a big part of that is, is filling, filling positions with people who know what's going on, people who've been part of the process. You know, you want providers who are familiar with, the patients that they're serving because you know the patients who are going to the second floor IHS clinic that's no longer going to be there you know early next year um, they're going to be seeing um, providers who are under the banner of the Oyate Health Center so you know any rumors out there that you know people are being riffed people are being laid off you know that that's not the case you know we're going to offer um, the health board plans to offer an extension um, an invitation for all those people on the second floor to join the Oyate House Center to join this movement to improve health care. So, you know, a lot of people worry. Um, you know, I, I remember the, the the previous transition or the previous assumption where just Rose, where just OST and Cheyenne River moved forward together. There was all kinds of rumors about who was going to get this and who was going to get that. And part of that confusion was due to the fact that not all three tribes were on board or, you know, moving in the same direction, you know, whatever their choices were at the time or you know, that's here, neither here nor there, but when all three tribes are together on this and that the health facility itself is compacted under one, you know, it makes it a lot easier for patients and it streamlines a lot of things for them to, you know, with PRC, you know, 
it's going to be nice to be able to help people on the second floor with their PRC cost, um, less confusion, you know, less providers, because, you know, it was it was tough. It was hard to navigate the last couple of years having to deal with um, not, you know, with the entity, another separate entity occupying the same building as us. Talk about a little bit of the logistical changes at the facility, or you know, if much as you know anyway about like is 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 the second floor still going to be used as a, a clinic for Oyate, or is it just going to be on the third floor? Well, there'll definitely be some some moving around. You know, part of the limitations on what the Oyate Health Center could do as far as expanding services was um, space. You know, there just wasn't enough space to bring in specialty clinics or you know, bring in a podiatrist or a heart doctor, whatever you needed to do for a day to help all of the patients who needed to see them. Because normally, you know, you have a patient come in, you know, they have a, an ailment, you know, most things that we can deal with there, you know, like you get x-ray there, you could go to the lab there, but say you needed to see a brain doctor or something. And so you would be referred out for that care. Um, you know, if you had 30 patients who needed to see a, a brain doctor, you know, you could contract that brain doctor to come in for a day you know, see all of our patients, you know, save on PRC dollars, let it be billed in-house. And, you know, but we couldn't do that because we didn't have the space because, you know, IHS was there occupying a lot of that. But when we move into the new building, you know, opportunities to expand care through specialty clinics, through contracting new providers, through, you know, I think about dent, like dent in dental, there's 30 chairs in the new Oyate Health Center building that's going up. Um, pediatric chairs, you know, so you know, expansion of dental is going to be great. Um, but yeah, we expect to expand into those those services that IHS is going to live, leave vacant once they leave the campus. Um, you know, fill those spaces with, with, with more providers, with more opportunities for care. And, you know, the workers that are there, you know, they may still be working on the same floor, but this time, you know, they might be on third floor, first floor, maybe at lacrosse, you know, there's all kinds of needs that are, are out there that, that we want to meet. And, you know, part of that's through staffing. And so, of course, you know, no, the rumor out there, you know, oh, they're going to lay these people off on site. That's not the rumor at all. We're expanding, extending an invitation for them to join us. We know they're professionals, they're tribal members. You know, they have a vested interest to improve the care of the people, and so do we. And so we're going to work together to, to do that. One of the other rumors, too, is that, like, PRC is going to change somehow. The PRC is, is basically, I mean, kind of the same when it comes to how we do things versus how IHS PRC works, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's kind of, you know, it's a, a nuanced question because, you know, a lot of people don't understand PRC exactly. So, you know, we try to do a refresher every week about what PRC is and, and how it works. So purchase referred care is what PRC means. And that money, you know, that PRC pot, you know, so if you get referred off campus or say you're in Pine Ridge, you go see an IHS doctor and they need to send you to Rapid to see a doctor. So when you get sent to rapid, your referral, you get referred out outside, you get referred out. So that means referred off campus to go see a provider. And when you see that provider, the bill for that, for that treatment or the, or the bill for that visit is paid for by PRC dollars. PRC dollars are allocated by Congress. Congress determines a, a set amount of funds for nationally for Indian health care, Indian health care. IHS services, PRC services. And then that money is divided up between service units based off user population. And, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure the exact formula, but, you know, user population is a big part of it. So there's a limited amount of PRC dollars that's allocated from Congress. And so 
when you refer someone out, you know, money comes out of that PRC budget. And so a lot of times, you know, if you ever hear about people, you know, in the past at IHS clinic, they're getting bills and they'll say, well, we're out of PRC dollars. You know, that's what that means is that they ran out of PRC dollars. But the way, you know, there's a number of ways of getting around that or expanding that or, you know, saving those funds so you can really, um, you know, if someone has an emergency or something happens and, you know, that money needs to be there and it's up, you know, unfortunately, you know, we, we want to see the federal government provide full coverage, you know, just cover all of us, pay for what you do, pay for what you do. You promised in the treaties, but that, that hasn't always happened. And so what's happened is that local healthcare providers or tribal healthcare providers have been forced to figure out ways to manage that funding and to extend that funding and make sure that funding is adequate. And under a 638 contract, we have a lot more freedom to do what we want to save those dollars. So, you know, like purchasing insurance for people is, is one way. So whenever they do get referred out, you know, the insurance covers that instead of PRC. Or if they get seen on our campus, you know, by a doctor, we can bill their insurance. That insurance money comes back into the facility and that can be used to on other things, you know, with, um, getting more providers, getting more doctors. You know, that's kind of the, the idea that behind that. So a lot of times, you know, IHS wasn't able to do those things. So that caused, you know, problems. And we're hoping that now that IHS is leaving the second floor, um, that those patients are going to come under the banner of the Oyate Health Center, should they choose to. I mean, I'm sure a lot of them have private insurance. You know, they go other places. You know, a lot of people have private insurance who come to Oyate because they like to care. And we hope that that's the case. So you know, that should clean up some of the confusion by just not having two entities dealing with billing at the facility. Yeah. I mean, getting out from underneath the thumb of the federal government is our, our number one goal. It's, it's it's us making sure that our treaty rights are guaranteed. So this is a great thing. Um, many yeah. good things on the way. Yeah. And, and just to add to that, you know, when you talk about it, you know, you, there's a certain amount of money that Congress allocates for Indian Health Service. That amount of money is always divided up, you know, at the area office, you know, to pay pay salaries there, to pay services there. Then it gets distributed to local IHS clinics who decide how to spend it. Under the 638 now, you know, we take out that middleman, that area office who's, you know, right. soaking up funds for salaries, soaking up funds for office costs, for operations. You know, that's removed. And so the funding that was allocated by Congress as guaranteed by treaty goes directly to the service unit and now it goes directly to the Oyate Health Center for use in expanding care. And that's important because, you know, it means that there's more revenue, more resources. But, you know, what I think, you know, what I was reading today, you know, I did a little research on it and they were talking about the benefits of, of, of to the community of, of, of doing 638. And it was talking about what comes with this are, are what they call contract support costs. And so contract support costs go towards training, they go towards staffing, they go towards building capacity within the organization or within the healthcare clinic so it can provide the care and provide the service in an in a appropriate way. And so by doing this, you know, we're, we're training staff, we're, we're providing jobs, you know, right now we're like, at, we'll go into the HR report mm -hmm. in a bit, but like we're at like 260 employees or something like that. 65-ish percent of them are tribal citizens, a big chunk come from Pine Ridge. And so when I look at it, you know, this is one of the major benefits is that we pick up all these employees, we create all this employment, these opportunities for 
our people to fill positions and that trickles down into the community, you know, because, you know, I have, you know, kids that I coach on the weekends, you know, it's good to hear that their family's working for the Yate House Center, that there's a job open there, you know, they went and got a job and now this kid can, af- can afford to do more things because their people are, you know, employed. And I think that's kind of something that goes under the radar here that, you know, the health board and the Yate House Center employs a heck of a lot of our community members in Rapid City and there's more opportunity for that. We have a bunch of jobs open. We encourage people to apply, but, you know, just seeing like the economic footprint and the, the, the way that we impact the local community here, not just, you know, through overt acts, but through, you know, the way that trickle down of, of hiring people and, and creating wealth and, you know, helping them live, live lives that are, you know, sufficient to, to provide for their families. Yeah, and if you're just tuning in again, this is The Circle, brought to you by the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board and the Oyate Health Center. Uh, my name's Ray Rowland, the Community Engagement Coordinator, along with the Communications Director, Brandon Ecofee. Uh Next, we're going to get into the Mini Luzaha Report, the Oyate Health Center uh, in Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board Report. Uh, Brandon, tell us a little bit more about what that report is and, and the monthly meetings we have. Sure. And each, you know, I, I think that some of the listeners before probably heard us say this a few times, but part of the show was just we're just trying to spread information, positive information and accurate information about the Oyate House Center and about the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board, you know, just to kind of combat some of the, you know, the misconceptions and the half truths and the, the rumors that, that people choose to put out there for whatever reason. But what the part of what the Oyate House Center, part of what guides its processes is what's called a, a, the Mini Luzaha We Chozani um, Committee. And that committee is made up of elected tribal leaders. Um, Ryan Jumpin' Eagle from Pine Ridge, Tyler Yellowboy, I mean, from, he'll get mad when say from Pine Ridge, but from Kyle, but he's an OST tribal council person, Tyler Yellowboy, um, Julian, Julian um, Spotted Bear, um, Spotted Bear, right? Yeah. Yeah, Julian Spotted Bear. Um, Mr. Knoyer comes in and, and goes to quite a few of the meetings. Um, you know, Daryl Hernandez from the president's office comes to the meeting. Uh, we have community members who sit on the board, Robert Rendon, Amy Sazu, um, Randy Peacock, um, Mr. Richard Boyd, um, Shosh Marie Zephyr sits on there. Um, and then alongside Bernita in the woods, Ryman LeBeau from, e- from Eagle Butte, and um, newly appointed now that Rosebud's back on board, um, Tanil Blackfeather and Wayne, Wayne Fredericks from Rosebud. So this okay. committee each month hears um, in detail the financials, the HR reports, um, customer survey results, um, and then they review policies. They provide guidance on which direction to go, and you know it's part of of interming of of making sure that there's a, I guess a positive communication between the people, between the organization, and between tribal leaders who then take that information back to full councils and back to tribal presidents so they know that there's transparency within the organization. And again, that's the mini Luzaha we chose on the committee that, that's up here. So each month they do a report. Our organization provides them a detailed report with everything from, you know, what was the profits, what's the highlights, what plans do we have coming up, what are the problems, what things we need to improve, where we're doing good. So each month, and so the, the radio show, we try to provide this report to the community. So, you know, there is transparency. You know, there's a lot of, anybody can pick a post up and, and say what they want. But, you know, as an organization, you know, 
our goal is to put out as much of this information as possible so people can just look at the facts and, and see that the Oyate Health Center is being highly successful. Um, the legality of it is, is completely legit. You know, it's led by smart, capable people, staffed by our people, by, by tribal citizens. And, you know, it's really pushing the edge on how to improve an organization, how to improve healthcare for tribal members living in Rapid City. And, you know, should a tribe, you know, somewhere along the line want to do something similar, they could learn from our mistakes and, you know, tap into us, say, hey, what, what went good, what went wrong? Um, so, yeah, so, you know, let's get into that report. All right, so the Oyate Health Center highlights. Um, Brady, you kind of want to elaborate on, on, on that and what the highlights are? Sure, you know, so, so far 8,900 COVID vaccine doses have been distributed by the Oyate Health Center in Rapid City. Of course, we want that number to be way higher, you know, now that it's available to youth, you know, we expect it to go a little bit, a little bit higher, you know, but, you know, encourage people to get vaccinated. But one of the cool things that we're going to plan on doing to help get the vaccine message out even further is the health board's going to be picking up some commercial TV commercial spots on Kelloland during the NFL games and during, you know, throughout the, the NFL playoffs, which is going to be cool. You know, I don't know how often, you know, you see positive imagery of native people on, on local TV stations, but, you know, being able to push a vaccine message during those, those times, you know, providing, you know, a healthy outlook of our community, you know, profiling some of our, you know, providers who do a good job up there, you know, some of our tri tribal providers. So that'll be great. You know, we're going to put that on TV. Um, in October, you know, business office collected 743,000, pretty much 744,000 through October. And, you know, it seems like a high number, you know, but I think that might have ended a streak of, that they had a Yate Health Center of a million dollar month, like a five, six month streak where they had generated a million dollars in billing per month. So, but I think that they were saying they were behind in coding. I think that's kind of healthcare talk. I'm not quite sure what that is, but that resulted in, you know, not hitting that, that million dollar mark. But you know, I can celebrate five straight months of more than a million dollars in profit. Absolutely. And so again, you know, and, and a thing about, you know, any profit that's generated at Doyate Health Center, any revenue, um, unlike private organizations where that can go to stockholders or, you know, go to their, their board of trustees or whatever, if Doyate Health Center generates a million dollars, that million dollars goes directly back into services up there, goes directly back into providing better patient care. And, you know, that's a unique thing that comes with 638. Um, a lot of times Indian Health Service, if they have a high-performing service unit, you know, they can chop off that revenue from the top and go support, you know, some of their less well-performing ones, but not at Doyate Health Center. You know, that makes it really cool. Any revenue, you know, again, five straight months of a million dollars, collect it. Um, this month, you know, came off a little bit to 750000 743000 but, you know, all that revenue, all that, that money that comes on top is being generated and, and invest it back into the community, which is unique about this this movement here. Um, yeah, um, coming up you know, in December, uh, December 17th, during the Lakota Nation Invitational, going to be a busy week for us. Um, we're going to have a hold an orientation meeting for newly elected tribal leaders, um, be able to come and see what the health board's all about, see what the Oyate Health Center is all about, get an update on how the 
the negotiations went with Indian Health Service. Um, that's weak. That's what's ending today. Um, but yeah, Alan and I is gonna be gonna be fun. I think you have some projects you're working on there. Yeah, we're gonna um, be doing some graphics that you're gonna see up on the newly monument jumbotron and the Rimmins uh, over there in the ice arena. So you'll see a lot of us there, as well as we are doing the testing on site for the Lakota Nation Invita- Invitational. Uh, so if you're on site and feel like you need a test, come check us out. You know, get a lot of information regarding COVID-19 and, the, you know, the various variants that are out there as well. Um, so some good stuff that we're going to be providing during that, as well as we're sending some folks over to the Lakota Nation Education Conference. Yep, Maurice Twist running that event. Um, I think that we were one of the health board spots is being filled by the um, University of South Dakota's president uh, who's going to come in and give a talk so again you know the Lakota Nation Education Conference I believe as it's called um, going to be happening there in Rapid City at the same time as the game so all you educators out there come in and we have some some public health people who are going to go over there and talk about opioids the dangers of opioids um, a few other things that, that are coming from our grant side of the organization yeah so that's December 15th I believe uh one of our speakers is at 10 o'clock and the other at 1 o'clock. If you want more information on that, to reach out to uh, Terry Joe and Maurice Twist. Uh, their phone number here is on the flyer. Um, I could probably get that a little later. Oh, actually, 605-407-0667. Um, yeah, and then uh, what else we got? I know there was something interesting there that the, the user count uh, continues to rise. We got, what, 21,854? Yep, so... The Yate House Center tracks the number of patients that use the facility. And since September of, of 2020, that number has risen every single month. And alongside other metrics, you know, this is used as a, as a measure of, of patient satisfaction, um, also as a measure of, you know, the effectiveness of the services that have been expanded. And, and also a measure of the effectiveness of the efficiency, I guess, of the staff to be able to see patients in and out. Because, you know, at the Oyate Health Center, you don't have those, those eight-hour waits or six-hour waits, five-hour waits you used to see at IHS. That, you know, I think this is severely underrated. Uh, you had an experience. You took some family members I'm a little biased, you know, because I work here, but I was literally in and out of there in 45 minutes, and there was a lot done in that 45 minutes. So I was very impressed. You know, I had a relative come up, you know, who, who, needed, who needed to see three separate providers at the Oyate Health Center. Normally, you know, you have to go from one place in rapid to another place in rapid yeah. to another place in rapid how often you can do it on the same day i don't know but she came up here she came up here to use the facility she was in and out in two hours seeing two providers getting um pharmacy getting um consulting from from a pharmacy person in and out in two hours and you know the notion that, that we've always had we all grown up using old school ihs and not blaming anybody, but the reality of it was that, you know, our experience growing up in those facilities and, and using them for care was, you know, you're going to show up, you're going to be there for quite a while. That was just a, a reality. Pharmacy lines, too. I mean, I think IHS's pharmacy was 4.30. We're open till 7. Um, you know, both IHS and, and uh, OHC will bring you out your medications, too, if you're an elder and not able to go in or, you know. Um, 
But yeah, a lot of good things coming. Um, I know one other thing too in the community project side, OHC. We we talked a little bit about the Lakota Nation uh, Education Conference. We'll be providing PPE there for that. And then what else? What other kind of community projects have, have been going on, Brent? Yo, they had. Um, so there's a number of things that they've. They, they, we do yoga in the community. Yeah. Yoga is available to staff and community members. How, um, three days a week, four days a week. Right. At the Lacrosse Street location in in Rapid City, um, they they they've hired a are contracted with a, a local uh, yoga instructor who who hosts it. So you know a lot of people. You know, I, I was asked to my mom. My mom uses yoga or goes to a yoga clinic in town, and it's like eighty bucks a month. There's like some like ridiculous amount to 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 join a yoga studio, and but you know we're providing it for free. So you know I haven't been over there. Um, probably should but you know um for any community member any staff member we provide that three times a week during the week i think there's one time on the weekend come in you know it's just state-of-the-art just like any other yoga yoga facility in town um free service but they do that um they're doing monthly walks to raise awareness about um everything from from domestic violence to um uh, anti-suicide messaging to encouragement for the community behavioral health is doing that um, you know, we did a equine therapy as well. E- the equine therapy. Yep. Hope I'm saying that right. You're, yep. You're saying that. <laughs> yeah. So there was a youth equine therapy program and that's been expanded to include adults now. So, you know, people who, who, you know, we always had a, our people have had a relationship with horses for, for a long, long time. And, you know, there's a, obviously a spiritual, you know, connection with that, with that entity or with that, that animal. And, you know, our, the health board, um, the Oyate Health Center, Beaver Health Clinic, has, has recognized that the need for more culturally appropriate care, and that so the equine therapy is is part of that effort to expand services. Um, you can give them a call over there, get signed up, or you know I'm not quite sure who the contact person is there, but um, we can leave it in the show notes or and are included at some point. But yeah, we got equine therapy, yoga for the community, marches, um, walks for the community. Behavior Health is doing a lot of big things over there at the 725 North Lacrosse Street. And then uh, tell us a little bit about the the patient response. You know what it, what is it? What's the word been from the patients themselves? Is it good? Is it bad? Where are we at? So. Every patient that comes through the door at the Oyate Health Center is given the opportunity to fill out a patient satisfaction survey after their visit. Um, they have every opportunity to air complaints there, um, to, you know, say, oh, this wasn't good, you know, or this, I didn't enjoy this part of my visit. And in October, we collected 274 patient um, satisfaction surveys and, you know, for me, it's kind of hard to, you know, to, because you can't be topped to what they're doing up there. You know, so we look at an example of out of these 274 surveys that were collected, I was just looking at it and, you know, was the space clean? You know, was your clinical space clean? That Was your visit clean? Was your room clean? Was the lobby clean? And 99% of people responded and said, you know, it was absolutely clean. And it made me feel good because I know that, that Ryan Ross is up there. OST tribal member is kind of leading the crew, the cleaning crew up there. He was, you know, I want to say that I helped recruit him from Monument Health to come over and, and join the, the team. And, you know, 99% out of 274 surveys said that it was clean. And that's a shout out to the hard work yeah. and, the, you know, the leadership of him, what he's doing over there. So nothing but respect for 
for that crew over there to, to be saying, you know, our patients come, they expect it to be clean and sanitary, you know, professional, and that's happening. But, you know, not to take anything away from Ryan, but there was a lot of other areas that also had 98, 99, 100%. You know, the, the, this, this item right here is important. You know, were you treated with respect? 100% of these 274 surveys that were collected say that they were treated with respect. Yeah, that matters. I mean, customer service goes a long way. Just seeing someone's facial expressions, you know, is going to determine your, your whole day and your whole experience, especially when you go see the doctor. Yeah, when you're sick or you're in pain, you're not trying to put up with anyone's nonsense. You know, you expect the person who's signing you in, your nurse, your doctor to treat you correctly. And, you know, and the surveys are only a, a small window or a glimpse into what we're doing, but you know, that's a, that's a good sign. It's clean. The staff's treating people with respect. More patients are coming, you know, services are expanding. Wait times are lessening. All these things that, that we said that we could do, you know, that, that our people that our tribal leaders said that were possible. We got under the thumb of the federal government controlling how we spent our resources or utilize our resources are happening. So, you know, once we move over to that new building, it's going to be pretty exciting. And we know we touched on it a little bit of it. Uh, talk about our, you know, our staffing. Um, there was a, a kind of an uptick that I seen come across the emails and a lot of new people that were starting. Yep. So right now, at the moment, there's 283 total staff at the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board. That includes the people over at the Oyate Health Center. At this very moment, 62% of our total staff are tribal citizens, enrolled tribal citizens. So... You know, whether it be nurses, whether that be um, dental people, whether that be, um, you know, our office people here at the, um, at the central office, um, Debbie Eagle Elks and at the front. You know, these are all tribal members. 62% of us are tribal members. Um, we have a lot of the, the trained experts in, in a lot of these areas working for us. Um, I even think about, you know, even like our epi team. You know, our epi team is stacked with, with very capable people. Um, Dr. Megan O'Connell, um, think about Opal Jones, um, think about um, Emily Goodweasel, Davion Provost, um, Nicole Codier. You know, these are all top ranked or top performing professionals in their fields that are all working under the health board. And it's just good to see that so many of our, our highly educated, highly capable people, you know, are, are choosing to provide care for their for their own people through the health board. And that's what we do here. You know, 77 of them come from Ogallala Sioux Tribe. 34 of them come from the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe. 21 come from Rosebud Sioux Tribe. And then we have people who are, you know, like from, from Navajo, from um, Northern Cheyenne, you know, whatever, you know, road and road somewhere else across the country. So it's exciting. It's fun. Um, it's something that makes you proud. So. Yeah, it's cool. Talk about what we have in the works. Um, I see we got expanded marketplace sponsorship programs to include the, the Medicare Part D. Yep. So health boards always are, the Oyate Health Center is always on the hunt to find, you know, hidden revenue or hidden ways to, to save PRC dollars, hidden ways to help, help fund and expansions of programs. What we found, you know, one of the, one of the more robust revenue drivers is, is the pharmacy department. And so when you look at ways of, of providing um, coverage for our people, um, that coverage that can be billed and, and reimbursed to the facility, 
one opportunity that was out there was called Medicare Part D. Medicare Part D pays for um, pays for prescription services. You know, you, you have a expensive prescription. A lot of times, you know, the health board would have to, or the local service unit would have to cover the prices of yeah, that pharmacy. But, you know, if you get a patient enrolled under Medicare D, Medicare pays for that um, prescription. And instead of the, um, you know, coming out of pocket to pay for that prescription, there's revenue coming back into the facility to, to help pay for that. So, you know, that, that's a really cool thing, you know, so expansion of Medicare Part D under the tribal sponsorship program. Tribal sponsorship program is where we buy insurance for individuals or help get them lined up under Medicaid, Medicare. Medicare Part D, again, is, is going to cover prescription benefits for our people. So that's exciting. Um, we're getting ready for, for some antiviral, COVID-19 antiviral pills to come in. Um, I'm not quite sure up to then. We'll have to get Nick Hill on to get some science behind that for us. And then, you know, in the works right now, again, wrapping up today, at the central office is the third day of negotiations with the Indian Health Service um, over the assumption of the Rapid City Service Unit and the shares that Rosebud has now contributing, um, has now backing, um, has joined everyone else in this effort to move forward to improve care in Rapid City. You know, we'll see what happens. All right. So once again, this has been The Circle brought to you by the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board. Uh, We are here twice a week on Keeley Radio. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. Uh, Look us up on Facebook, Instagram. And if you have any information or topics that you want to hear on the show, reach out to us, uh, email us, give us a call, 605-721-1922, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. So I uh, thank you once again for your time for the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board, the Oyate Health Center, and Brandon Ekafee, myself. We thank you once again. Um, we'll be back here next week on Keeley Radio. COVID-19 vaccines are currently available across the Great Plains area. These vaccines are safe and effective tools for stopping the spread of COVID-19. The vaccines work by giving our immune systems instructions for how to fight off infections. They do not contain the virus that causes COVID-19. Short-term side effects like soreness at the injection site, fever, headache, muscle pain, or fatigue are common after receiving the vaccine. Millions of people around the world, including thousands of native health workers and elders, have been vaccinated safely. Vaccines are the safest way to protect our relatives during this ongoing pandemic. The more people get the vaccine, the more lives we can save in our communities. Call your health care provider or tribal health department to learn more about when and where you can receive your vaccine. Or go to gptchb.org for more information. This message was brought to you by the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board, so that the people may live. Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board and the Oyate Health Center are proud to employ some of the best and brightest in all of Indian Country. Currently, the Health Board employs over 150 tribal citizens from the Oglala Sioux Tribe, Cheyenne River, Rosebud, and other tribal nations, with 21,000 active patients being serviced between them. Our goal is to work together to provide quality, accessible health care for our relatives across the Great Plains so that our people may live. For more information on our career and education opportunities, contact the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board at 605-721-1922.
1922 or go to our website at gptchb.org.